Welcome to Mining the Truth with Ray Sturdivant. Thanks for joining us today for our series on Grace, Trust, and Surrender. Now, here's Ray. Hi, I'm Ray Sturdivant. We are continuing our study on grace, and I'm here with my good friends Seth Muse and Danny Jacobs. Welcome, guys. Hello again. Thanks for being here. Well, we're actually at your place, so... That's right. That was a good thing you said. Thanks <laughs> be for back. being here. <laughs> so thanks for having us. Well, we uh, have explored salvation. I want to continue to talk about salvation, and we are really peeling apart really grace and law or grace and works, however you want to put that, because we cannot earn our way to God. It is fully paid by Christ. The sufficiency of what Christ did is what we're trusting in. And the law, actually, as we saw in our earlier segments, point us to Christ. Paul calls it a tutor that points us to Christ. Everything in the law symbolizes Christ. Everything in the law points out our sin and God's righteousness. And so you have that, a belief, and then the, the, the law proves that the belief is warranted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because... If you don't know you have a sin problem, you're not certainly going to be looking for a Savior. Yes. And so the law is our our guide, our tutor, our x-ray, if you will, that shows we have a sin issue and that Christ is the only solution to that sin issue. We can't get good enough for God to accept us because if we violate the law in one area, we're guilty of the whole law. And I want to read probably... One of my favorite passages in the Bible, Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. That's a pretty clear passage that it is a free gift. It's not based on works. It's very interesting because the reason it's not uh, based on works in this passage is that nobody can boast. I can't come to God and say, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a little better than Seth. Yeah. yeah uh, and that would be a lie. At least I wasn't Hitler. <laughs> Just want to Seth, point that out. Seth knows me too well. <laughs> <laughs> what I love is it's this uh, is, tends to be really confusing. It's by grace you've been saved. So grace is the, is the thing that we're saved by, but it's through faith. That's the way we're saved. It's mm-hmm. through faith. And uh, it, it's it's a very complicated relationship between those things that we see in in this verse, not on this verse, but several. Uh, and that not of yourselves, it's a gift of God. And I love that analogy. Is that uh, I remember at Christmas, my grandmother gave a gift to some of my cousins, and and some of them are pretty rotten. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> one of them was like, I don't really want this. So gave it back to my grandmother. Wow. Can you wow. believe that? That's they blasphemous. Gave it back. And That's I thought that was the worst thing in the world. And so I was, I just had this picture in my head every time I read this of what if we were given a gift and then gave it back? Well, in essence, that's what an unbeliever does. You know, or just say, no, thank you. I don't want it. That's what an unbeliever does. That's a great picture. He yeah. says, yeah, there's a chair there, but so what? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I remember my grandmother, it, you could tell it really hurt her. Yeah, that really hurt. And uh, but she she took it well. She's a strong woman, but uh, it was just sad. It's very mm-hmm. hard to see that that kind of thing. And I think when God offers us His Son, 
he offers this sacrifice to to say no thanks i don't want that I, and and it's, i think it's got to be way more painful yeah i think the yeah. salient point about that too is that god acted first yeah for real i mean we we didn't deserve it it, it says right. right there in the verse we didn't res- deserve that the grace abounded first and mm-hmm. then your faith in the that that object of grace right grows out from there mm-hmm. and that reaching down you know that like god taking action to say i could just leave them but i'm going to go get them i love yeah. them too much to leave them in their sin i'm going to go get them um you know he and he reached out and he sent his son and that's the grace right there yeah there's your there's your gospel is that when he didn't have to, he did anyway. Yeah. We didn't deserve it, and he did it anyway. There's your grace. That's the grace we're saved by. Right? I think I would grace. say that that was the plan all along, though, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah. yeah. I would, yeah. Yeah, I got in his foreknowledge, knew man was going to fall and had a plan. That's why in Revelation it says that Christ died before the foundation of the earth. So God I mean, already had a plan for the fall in that Christ was going to bear our sins. I think in some ways a lot of people, you know, view that whole idea as God set history in motion, and then he discovered that we were rotten, and then had to do this <laughs> for us. Yeah. I think yeah. it's an important distinction to make, though. I do, too. Yeah, I think but, it's a but very if, important But if he didn't all of a sudden go, oh, well, look at him. I didn't mm, got to come up with something. I got to come up with something now. If God's discovering things, then it makes it really hard for me to trust him when he says things are going to happen in the future. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. You know, if he does, if he's discovering things, he may not know. So let's just toss revelation right out the window. And I, I mean, honestly, it's a hard book to understand who wouldn't welcome that, you know, just <laughs> except for, except for the fact that, you know, Hey, Jesus is coming back. That's the good part of revelation. I don't want to care about actually. Yeah. yeah true. I don't want to toss that out, but all the other stuff, it's like, yeah, okay. What, whatever. I don't understand. That. Yeah. We're kind of back to that weird, thing where we want to pick and choose the Bible parts we like or the Jesus part that we like. You know, I was discussing it with a friend, you know, and they start trying to say all roads lead to God. Well, Jesus, Jesus doesn't, love, give you, man. He doesn't give you that option. When he says uh, that he's the only way to the Father, he's either a lunatic or he is who he says he is. You I'm can't have it either way. The light. Yeah. yeah. No one comes to the Father but through me. So that's either a true statement or he's a liar. How could he be a good prophet and be a liar at the same time? Right. I yeah. mean, I'm not going to follow a liar. Well, I mean, and you can't have two, all roads leading to heaven when they all say that there's a different way to do it. You bet. I mean, that's just the law of non-contradiction in effect. It's like I can't say that I'm wearing a green shirt when I'm actually wearing a red shirt. Somebody can believe I am, but one of us is wrong. Yeah. You know, that's just the nature of truth. Truth is absolute. It has to be right. in order to be truth. Right. So, Especially... We yeah, can't have these two different, three different roads to heaven. You know, you know uh, one other thing that strikes me is when Muhammad said that you know he would eventually be revealed as just a just a prophet or something. So that even that even strikes against the idea that he was a prophet. You know, in in, in Islam itself, because then he would have been a total liar. Yeah, it do, just doesn't make sense. You know, I love this quote that I that I heard the other day. Good people don't go to heaven. Forgiven people go to heaven. You know, I think that's uh, a really great, succinct statement. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be back in a moment. You've been listening to Minding the Truth with Ray Sturdivant. If you have questions or comments for us, you can email us at ray at mindingthetruth.com. Also, we'd like to ask that you take a minute and prayerfully consider supporting this ministry. 
And if God has prompted you to do so, just go to MindingTheTruth.com and click Donate. Thanks again for listening. Now back to Ray. Well, welcome back. I uh, wanted to get into some of the very subtle, but what I view as attacks on grace. And one of them that we have been talking about, and I wanted to get into Scripture based on it, is this idea of whether faith is actually a work or not. And so I want to go into Romans 4. I'm going to get Seth, if you'll read uh, Romans 4 uh, for us here. Okay. What then shall we say that Abraham, our forefather, according to the flesh, has found? For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the Scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. Now to the one who works, his wage is not credited as a favor, but what is due. But to the one who does not work, but believes in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is credited as righteousness, just as David also speaks of the blessing on the man to whom God credits righteousness apart from works. Blessed are those whose lawless deeds have been forgiven and whose sins have been covered. Blessed is the man whose sin the Lord will not take into account. Boy, that's pretty uh, pretty clear. And, you know, our Abraham is kind of described in Scripture as the father of all who believe. You know, when we receive Christ, we are said to be born into Abraham's seed. So Abraham sets the pattern for how we come to faith. Right. It's not just an ethnic thing. It's a mm, spiritual thing. It's a spiritual thing. And so it's very clear from this that all, hap- all that happened for Abraham is that he believed God, he trusted God, and God credited to him as righteousness. And that's the pattern. That's what we do. That's our, that's our, our way of believing. And it makes it very clear in the beginning, for if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. So this clearly draws a distinction between faith and works. Faith in this passage is obviously not a work. Otherwise, he would have been credited with a work. And it sets his belief above works. Absolutely. It does. It separates them very clearly. And so we don't have to allow people to try to make faith be a work when Scripture very clearly peels it apart and says he wasn't justified by works. It was by faith. So faith is always the object of our faith, always is what has the merit, not our faith. You know, to receive a free gift takes no merit. It's just a free gift. You know, it's funny. I was... uh, witnessing to an inmate. I was in the prisons, and I had given him a Bible. And we were walking through this concept, and I was trying to get him to see that faith was receiving a free gift. And I said, have you ever received a free gift? And he said, yeah, just now you gave me a Bible. <laughs> so I was like, bingo, you got it. So anyway, that was uh, that was pretty funny. Well, what are some of these uh, other views that we see that diminish grace? We've talked about what grace is in a proper sense, but what, maybe what does it look like to uh, to view grace with a diminished sense of theology around this? I can give you from personal experience. <clears throat> I was actually sent to a private school as a kid, 
And that particular school's theology, it was a so-called Christian school, um, their particular brand of theology believed you had to be water baptized to be saved. And they also believed that if you willfully sinned after you were water baptized, you've lost your salvation and you only got one shot at it. Oh, wow. It reaped havoc on people's lives, mine included. I lived in just terror. And so my logical mind, and I, two things I was, the only probably two good things I was at that time was logical and honest. Yeah. And I couldn't lie. I was not good enough to measure up to what they were calling, you know. And plus, in my mind, everything I did was willful. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. you sin, you chose to do it, right? Of course. Was, what 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 did they say about the thief on the cross? He wasn't water baptized. Oh, they would have these mental gymnastics in Bible that, class about if you came forward and wanted to be saved, but there wasn't a a way to baptize you at a service, and you were like later in the week going to go to a church to get baptized. If you died on the way, would you go to heaven? So I mean, it was just on your crazy planner? stuff. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's and, in your daytimer. You're good to go. <laughs> yes. So it just reaps. It is a. It is an absolute attack on grace. I think it's an affront to what Jesus did. It diminishes. Anytime you diminish grace, you're diminishing what Jesus did. You're saying, you know, he really wasn't. He didn't cover all of my sin because I need to help him. Right. You know, I need to wash mm-hmm. these things off, and I need to maintain it. You know, I have to make sure I don't willfully sin. I don't know the difference between sin and willfully sinning. Yeah. Both of them are my choice. And it would be I, the same thing for for confession with the Catholics too. Yeah, you could turn that into uh, certainly. You know, there's Catholics that uh, absolutely believe in Jesus and are and are saved, but you could turn and twist confession into a work in the sense that if I don't do it, mm-hmm. then I'm that I'll lose my salvation. Yeah, it becomes the actual object of your faith rather than Christ. Absolutely. That's all the time we have today. I'm Ray Sturdivant, Mining the Truth. Thanks for listening to Mining the Truth with Ray Sturdivant. If you have questions or comments for us, you can email us at ray at miningthetruth.com. Thanks again for listening. And join us next time for more of Grace, Trust, and Surrender. Surrender.